to the Prairie Outpost. Uh, the Prairie Outpost records in Treaty 1 territory, that is the land on which we record, is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We acknowledge that our water source, our water is sourced from Shoal Lake 41st Nation. Hi Dylan, how you doing? It's been a while. Yes, yes it has. I'm doing well. I'm doing well too. It's uh, been, uh, I guess, uh, busy, busy-ish uh, time since we last recorded, eh? Yep. Yep, it has been. Uh, and uh, how are you holding up there? I, I am surviving. Surviving? Me too. Surviving, not thriving, but surviving. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess for the listener base, uh, uh, whatever we uh, have in terms of that, uh, we'll come out with new content every who knows. <laughs> Whatever, right? It's okay. It's always changing, so it doesn't even. Everything that we say is probably going to be uh, obsolete in uh, like 10 minutes anyway. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, yeah. So you were in British Columbia uh, within the last month? Months? I was in uh, BC for about 10 days. Uh, I drove there with my family. We went to go and visit um, my daughters who lived there. And it was a very, very nice trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've been working from home when you've gotten back? Yeah. Um, not much has changed in the home work front thing so we're still at home working and uh making ends meet but yeah. uh yeah so yeah and and i guess when we last recorded it was uh, the month of may and what was happening way back in the month of May. Uh, well... Feels, that feels like ages ago, man. <laughs> yes, yes, it was indeed ages ago. In fact, it was the early May, May 2nd. Uh, yeah, so that was actually just when they started the ban on non-essential travel to north of the 53rd parallel they were starting to yeah they were starting to reopen some non-essential services or they were working on it uh there was still a lot going on with serb uh trying to figure out how that program would work it looked like universities might be headed for cuts and there were these plans for reducing work weeks 
uh, for civil servants, when we got into uh, the when we got into the summer, we had a, a number or late spring. We had a number of weeks of very low new cases in terms of uh, coronavirus. And at the start of July, I think we were near the bottom in per capita cases. Uh, by the near the end of August, we had shot up to the top in per capita cases. For oh, yeah, number one. Oh, yeah, number one. <laughs> uh, within the last uh, uh, day or so, Alberta has reclaimed the top spot from us. But uh, that was quite a... Uh, uh, quite a transfer. Yeah. It's interesting how all that happens, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think there was a sense of uh, complacency in Manitoba for a while. Yeah, I feel like there was. I feel like Actually, in all of Canada, there seemed to be, especially in the western provinces, I felt um, things seemed to be to get lax with the hot, with the nice weather, and people being outside, and maybe sort of uh, thinking it's not as serious as they thought it was, and stuff. So. Yeah, they 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 weren't. Um, there wasn't even a lot of mask wearing on buses until until pretty recently, uh, with the city coming out with a mandate after uh, a guy Zach uh, Fleischer came came up with a petition asking for the city to do a mask mandate on buses. But before that, it looked like. Uh, from the few times I rode the bus, it was like at 15% on average. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. What's it now? I think it's... I mean, I haven't uh, oh. taken the bus lately, but from others I've heard that it's it's much... Uh, it's closer to 70-80%. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I feel like there's been... Uh, a switch that almost happened as soon as September 1st happened. Uh, it, it, it just feels like people are wearing, I see more people wearing masks and uh, it, it just feels like, I don't know, um, I remember going to school when I was younger. September always meant like almost like a fresh beginning type thing, right? Like with going to school. And uh, with the new year, new class, and all that stuff, right? It always felt like a fresh, fresh time, right? Um, and I, 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 I sort of have that feeling that people are starting to wear masks, and it just feels—I don't know—like maybe it's a, a fall thing, and maybe they figure they have to get back serious and stuff like that, or something. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, just feels like more mask wearing now. Well, well, it looks, yeah, yeah. It seems like people are uh, finally got the news uh, that Manitoba's case count was rising. 
when we finally at the end of August surpassed per capita every other province in the country I think that's as good a signal as any that uh, uh, we need a change in course now do you figure that was and maybe because I wasn't here and I was in BC so I wasn't getting a lot of of, uh, social media because I was pretty much staying off social media while I was on vacation there is that was there what so when well, I was in BC. Was that a big news topic here? Um, as far as like the, that we're number that we were number one and stuff like that, or was that just I, from your research? <laughs> I'm not sure how how well it disseminated into the general population. Uh, I think there might have been some headlines uh, near the end of August. I think there was one in the Winnipeg Sun talking about the importance of wearing masks. Uh, I'm not sure what, what it was like on the nightly news as someone who doesn't watch it. Uh... Or, or what uh, what people are saying around the water cooler because I'm uh, not uh, working in an office at the moment uh, with a bunch of people uh, uh, but on social media uh, Twitter which is it very much skews to people who follow the news closely but we were getting updates every day on what the case count was oh, oh, oh. Uh, yes. uh, that uh, uh, one uh, uh, CBC reporter Jacques uh, Jacques uh, um, uh, who's their data, data journalism guy was curating uh, new charts uh, that showed our case count and where Manitoba was per 100,000 people each day. Uh, so, so I felt like at least a subsection of people in Manitoba uh, were very well informed, could be very well informed about uh, about what was happening. But I think it probably it may have taken a few days after we hit number one for that to start registering with the public, is my guess. Yeah, yeah. I know while I was in BC, uh, we hit 72 one day of new cases, and that actually was news in BC. It was weird. So people were talking about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I didn't even know what the BC count was as far as new cases and stuff. So we pretty much just stayed to ourselves and just, you know, we're outside on, you know, hikes and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice trip, but yeah, I didn't really stick to the news too much. Yep. Last thing is that uh, there's. 
uh, travel restrictions back to north of the 30, 53rd, <laughs> not 33rd, 53rd uh, parallel. Uh, yep, yep, moving back in place, so. But people can go on to direct trips to resorts, and that includes the town of Churchill. So. Oh, okay. Well, to get to Churchill, you either have to fly or train, don't you? Yep. Yeah, so you can't even drive there, so. But, uh, is there stops along the way? I don't even know. Uh, I think... There's got to be stops. Yeah, yeah, the... I'm pretty sure that the, uh, rail line from Churchill to, uh, uh, Winnipeg had a juncture in Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they're allowed to get off the train or if they got to stay the hell on the train. Yeah. I, well, well, it's the public health order seems to be saying direct trips, so I'd assume you'd have to stay yeah. on the, on the train until. You get to the destination, but uh, uh, I'm not a uh, expert on the wording of these orders. Yeah, and then it comes to enforcement, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe it's just on your on your word type thing. But then again, I don't know how long you get on a stop is anyway. Maybe it's only a ten minute stop, and you can't even get off anyway. Yeah, yeah, and like I you. Like, I haven't been on the Hudson's Bay line, but, but like, a lot of these pa passenger trains, they're uh, generally built so that you can do what you need to do in the train. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. I, 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 yeah, you can eat, drink, and... I guess if you're rich enough, you can sleep somewhere, right? Like, so. yeah, you can, yeah, sleep somewhere. I guess if you uh, pay enough money, you can get a uh, a bed. I don't, I, I don't know how it is on the that train, but I know like via rail, you can get sleeping quarter type things. And, yeah, yeah, and you can certainly stretch on the train. It's, it's. Uh, at least when it stopped, uh, like I think it's yeah. like it's it's not a plane is is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what else is in the news? Oh, there's one thing that. Let's um, look. I know you sent a a little outline, but uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up, but. I forgot. Just, I'm just reminded just recently that we should talk about is uh, Mr. Uh, I think it's Dave Wheeler. Oh yeah. Yeah. So one thing that's not on your uh, your thing here, and that's that's uh, that was pretty interesting. Unexpected hiring by uh, 106, I believe it's Energy 106. Yep, Energy 106 FM. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting hire. They and then they fired their oh yeah, one of the ladies at the uh, the morning show, and they hired hired him. Um, 
Betsy Wheeler. Yep, they fired Sarah Nick. Okay, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I don't really listen to a lot of morning radio, so I, I it makes really no difference to me, but I just felt like that was a weird combo. Like, Dave Wheeler, he was like, was it at Power 97? Yeah. For, forever there, or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I can't remember if it was Power 97 or City 92. He was at yeah. one of those when he was let go. Yeah, I don't But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a new combo. His fan base to be an older uh, fan, you know, older fan base that listened to rock, right? Not top 40 where it seems to be a younger fan base, right? Like, so yeah. it, it just seemed like a really weird hiring, and yeah, not sure why they did that. Yeah, I, I think the number of uh, people under 45 who are Dave Wheeler fans, you can probably count on one hand. Yeah. So, for those that don't know about Dave Wheeler, uh, he is a, just a disc jockey that uh, made some, has numerously, numerous times stuck his foot in his mouth and made an ass of himself and, uh, and um, got fired from the job because, because he's just ignorant. And um, now they brought him back. Just, I guess he was on podcasting for a bit. Um, yep. Never listened to a show, but apparently he's deleted all his old podcasts as well. Yeah, well, he 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 made a lot of offensive stuff on his podcast uh, going up to spring of 2020. Oh wow! Okay, like he had a five-part. Uh, series on whether blackface was okay. Oh, God. Yeah. What? What? That doesn't make What? How could you, for one thing, have five episodes dedicated discussing if it's okay or not? Like, it's a, it's a one-word answer. It's not okay for that. And <laughs> the end the, the podcast, right? Oh man, that is so weird. This guy is like, I don't know what. Like he's, oh, yeah. And, Andy not was a, not a fan of him. Andy was making fun of the uh, land protests as well. Yeah, oh, he's a he's a piece of work, right? Like. He's, yeah. yeah. I guess he's like the. Oh, I don't even know. I have any words to describe him. But uh, yeah, have you listened to him on uh, in the mornings by any chance? I, I I'm not a morning person, so I haven't. No, no, I haven't listened to his current slot or his former show. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I don't really listen to terrestrial radio 
except sometimes uh, Radio 1 through the CBC's app. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm not the demo. Uh, although I guess uh, modern top 40 stations in general are in a bit of a rut because uh, people who listen to top 40 music don't really listen to terrestrial radio that much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and they stream music. And who knows, maybe this is us. This signing was just a sort of like preemptive thing that uh, 106 is going to be changing formats to more of a classic rock. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, although... Although... I, I'm not exactly sure how radio licensing works, but I thought that there's that when they're granting licenses, they sort of like they don't want every station in a market to be the same format. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, who knows? I don't know, maybe their licensing is coming up. I, I have no I, no clue, right? Yep. And if it's coming up, they can easily switch. This. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think this is going to work for them. Uh, uh, like, it's morally questionable, but... Yeah, I... I yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Wheeler is going to... Uh, be the ratings juggernaut they think he is. <laughs> no, for sure not. Unless they're just hoping for people to listen to it and hate him. Yeah, yeah. Or, but, they, like, uh, I don't know, just waiting for him to fuck up or oops, <laughs> to mess up, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that can, that sort of novelty can only last like maybe a month and a half. Uh, uh, you'll have a few people who tune in sort of semi-regularly to to try to clip his most egregious statements, but uh, but I don't think that's enough to sustain a program or station. No, I agree. I agree with you. And, uh, eh? uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about radio life and stuff like that, so who knows? Maybe. I wonder how much you got paid for it. Mm. I assume a lot. Really? You think so? Yeah, I... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they could have got him for pennies, considering he was podcasting before that. And as you know, being a podcaster doesn't always make you a whole lot of money. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep, but but he was he was getting uh, offensive pizza shop owners uh, to advertise on his show. So, uh, what's a pizza shop owner is that? Uh, uh, I I'm not sure off the top of uh, my uh, he- head. Best not to say it if you don't know. But uh, but they uh, but there is 
some local pizza shop uh, that uh, did an advertisement on Wheeler's show uh, that was basically it was and again it was in the first half of 2020 that was basically making fun of uh, Black Lives Matter uh, with a black olives pizza topping yeah yeah, I will. Uh, will uh, put. We'll put a link uh, to the tweet that uncovered that in the show notes. Yeah, I see on Stitcher. It seems like his uh, nothing's been deleted here. So uh, I don't know. I haven't touched on one of these uh, podcasts here, but. Uh, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, what it seems is that he went all out in being offensive when he was a podcaster. He didn't dial it back at all. Uh, yeah, he, I guess he was trying to be the whole, uh, the whole uncensored. Uh, yeah. yeah, type. What's his What's his name there? That famous talk jock radio guy. Oh, it's there. That's yeah. My God, I can't. I'm trying to be like that, but yeah, I never really cared for the guy anyway. But yeah, it is what it is, right? Yep. Uh so back to what we were talking about there. I just uh, I got a huge loop there. Uh, but uh, coming back is back to school. That is correct. And that, as uh, a dad, affects me, or I know something about, so I can actually make some com- uh, comments about that. And uh, it appears that my, my, my 10-year-old is going back to school. Uh, he was in a higher-risk group, and... Uh, he talked to his doctors, and um, they, they, I was actually kind of surprised to get this, but that his uh, ENT, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, was uh, quite, I guess, uh, uh, impressed, not impressed, but satisfied, I guess, is probably a better word, uh, with how the school schools are dealing with, going to be dealing with the COVID and stuff like that. Uh, so that I guess they've been working very close with the Manitoba Health and such, and um, so after hearing her, it wasn't a glowing recommendation, but it, you know it, she wasn't concerned about school, schools and stuff, right? Or dramatically so, concerned. What's up? Or drastically concerned? Yeah, she wasn't uh, drastically concerned. It's a so uh, we're, we, our, our family's taken a hybrid approach uh, and to send uh, my son to school half days and then do the afternoons as uh, home learning. Um, so and the school has been very accommodating to that, to us. And um, we're going to see how that works and uh, 
but I guess that the whole the whole um, theory of the schools, or at least the ones that I am, my son's in, is I guess that what they're having is uh, each classroom is going to be considered, I guess, a cohort, and they're going to try to keep all the classrooms separated as much as possible. And so I guess if uh, if someone does happen to get COVID, uh, I guess they're, they're, you know, they will be, I guess, the, the idea is to have COVID only be in that particular cohort as opposed to everybody in the, in the school, right? We'll see how it works. At, uh, and uh, I guess only time will really tell. But I felt like we had the choice of keeping our son home. And we really thought about it. And we were, I think we were going to keep him home. Um, but, you know, the doctors were saying, like, I guess there was two, tra two thoughts for us. One, on the one hand, you know, uh, there's so much social, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, the social aspect that's so important in, in his age, right? So mm -hmm. we, we were concerned about that, that he not getting enough social, you know, activities with other people and stuff. And then on the other hand, you know, um, being cautious with them, right? So, but the doctors sort of, you know, pushed it a little bit towards the school when they were said that, I guess all the schools have been working with Manitoba Health very, very closely. And uh, she's satisfied with, uh, with the, the protection or the things that they're doing to protect people. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Is your school division uh, mandating masks uh, yes, it is. Uh, for, I believe it's grade four and up, if there's masks, mandatory. And my son falls into that category, so he's going to be in grade five, so masks are mandatory for him. Yeah, that was an interesting one because in the summer, for a long stretch of time, the Ministry of Education... Mm -hmm in Manitoba was directing school boards to not mandate masks but they've recently changed that around yeah yeah and uh, I think because there was a lot of outcry about uh, that and saying you know they're not putting you know use masks or something like that yeah um, uh, an interesting note, though, uh, that they might, uh, I guess, the schools might be having uh, an EA or education assistant shortage as a lot of EAs are, uh, you know, um, they seem to be elderly because of, uh, you know, it's a sort of a second career and they just like being kids or former teachers or something like that that just trying to keep busy or something like that, right? Uh, or that, that's what the, was the case in uh, my son's he had an EA and she is actually retiring because of COVID uh, uh, as per her doctor recommendation because uh, she's elderly uh, 
she, she, I guess, and Doc feels like that it's probably best to interest her to hire as if she doesn't, like, as she doesn't personally need the job as far as, um, that she's, you know, she's retired from a, a good career previously and she gets her pension and stuff like that, so. Yeah, it's interesting. Apparently, she's been telling us that uh, a lot of EAs are won't be coming back. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they're able to address that somehow. I mean, weren't there weren't there like a lot of substitute teachers in Winnipeg at one point? Yeah, maybe. I, you know, I'm sure they're, they'll fill up the jobs with someone, I guess, right? But, yeah. And there's supposed so. to be some money coming from the feds to help with uh, school preparation for the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the provincial government? <laughs> well, it's federal m- money going to the provinces for them to uh, deal with with the educational situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, I think it's very good uh, uh, that the province uh, is doing that uh, encouragement of masks in schools now. There was... A pretty uh, informative case in Israel in, I think, the spring or the summer about masks in schools. Okay. What was that? Uh, Did they use masks or no? They used masks initially. Then they had a heat wave. So they stopped doing the masks or they allowed people to take them off or something like that and there was a spike in cases so oh, yeah yeah. Wow. yeah that doesn't that doesn't tell them no mask uh, people uh, protesters that masks are help nothing well right yeah yeah masks are probably like one of the most important measures to take if you're still trying to do things semi-normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody's wearing it, man. It's like, I don't, I, I don't get these these no-mask protests and stuff like that. And you know, you know what is stupid is, why is the mainstream media, as far as like CTV and stuff, even covering those protests? There is literally... 10 people at these protests and yet they, they give them like a platform to uh, it's, it's ridiculous yep yep it is ridiculous um, an issue that's actually happening is that the rent uh, increases have been frozen and there's a freeze on non-urgent evictions until September 30th. 
So presumably at the end of this month, we're going to be seeing potentially rent increases as well as evictions occurring again. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. And that's uh, pretty concerning uh, because uh, this economist, uh, Trevor Tombay, uh, calculated what he's calling the effective unemployment rate for all the provinces. And that's basically standard unemployment rate adjusted by reduced hours and reduced participation rates. And for Manitoba, that's this adjusted unemployment rate is at 12%, and it's likely to be affecting low-income workers disproportionately, and they're more likely to rent. Uh, Manitoba has been one of the provinces with no rent relief. We have a standard program for private market rent uh, called Rent Assist, where a portion of your rent uh, is subsidized by the government, but that's based on an income threshold determined by last tax year, and a lot of people have experienced a pretty uh, big change in their income in this tax year. So, so what the non-urgent eviction freeze did is it meant that people who couldn't pay their rent couldn't be evicted, but they still accumulate back rents. So that sort of prevent, or that sort of is causing a snowballing crisis, I'd say, for some people, potentially yeah. come the end of the month. Yeah, just before winter, hey? Yeah, ju- just before winter. Potentially, we might get another wave in late fall, so. Nice. This is scary times, right? Yeah. Uncertain, uncertainty, especially if you're in a lower uh, income bracket, right? That's if you're in a lower income bracket, you're just barely making things that ends neat, right? And then, uh, yeah. It's not, not good. Yeah, it, it's it's not good, and I mean the rent uh, increase freezes and the freeze on non-urgent evictions are something that the province has done, but they're really not enough in the long term. Well, like, well, I, like I was. That's uh, what happens when you uh, elect a PC government, right? <laughs> Apparently, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, there. Uh, 
I was uh, talking to uh, Jesse Heyer, uh, an economics professor, uh, for an article I was doing for the community paper, The Metro, a uh, month or so ago, and he was mentioning the immediate way you could provide some relief here is by adjusting the criteria for for the rent uh, for the rent assist program make it self-declared income for this year if someone gets too many benefits this year you can tax it back at tax time um, and that would be a good safety valve um, yeah yeah so so there there is a potentially looming crisis when when things return to normal in the rental market and the residential tenancies branch has to process and hear a lot of eviction cases uh, a lot of uh, uh, tenants are not particularly sure on all of their rights uh, there's a group doing work in rest broadway but that's also trying to help other tenants uh, the west broadway tenants committee uh, they're on facebook uh, you can also contact them through wb tenants t-e-n-a-n-t-s at gmail.com and and they're trying to keep people informed and and uh, help them through these uh, times so so I'll leave you with that and I think that's all I uh, have on my mind uh, what about you uh, yeah that's pretty much it uh I probably should have saved the Dave Wheeler thing for this part right now instead of just awkwardly shoving that in the middle of the COVID talk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, live and learn, I guess. Hey, live and learn. Yep, and the the other uh, the other uh, uh, host or the former host uh, uh, Sarah Nick. Uh, she's now on 102.3 FM. Well, I'm glad she landed on her feet. Yep. Uh, so what is 102.3 FM? Uh, that's sort of like, um, I guess, it's very similar to Bob and, uh, and Peggy. They, you know, they play some newer hits, right? But... Uh, a lot of uh, retro stuff too, right? It just seems like, uh, but heavy, heavier on the retro stuff than opposed to the top forty stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I guess that'll uh, uh, that'll. Uh, well, we'll see how uh, she does there. Hopefully, better than Wheeler does at her old station. <laughs> Yeah, well, sounds like she had quite the following, according to Twitter. And if 
the Twitter Twitterverse has anything to say about it, I'm sure she'll be fine. Yep. Well, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people aren't uh, are unhappy uh, that uh, they let her go to make room for Wheeler. So. Oh, yeah. that's. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I think that uh, sounds like you can tune to another exciting episode of the Pro Outpost. Yep. Um, I guess that's all, and enjoy uh, your Labor Day this Monday. Uh, you too. And uh, to everybody, enjoy the Labor Day. And uh, see you next time. All the best.